0: What's going on, Bills Mafia? What is going on? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Overreaction Buffalo Post Game Show brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's We Are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at Picasso'sPizza.net. I am the voice of the Overreaction Buffalo Post Game Show. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me, as always, on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. It's so good to have you. Do me a favor. Whatever platform you are consuming this podcast on, whether live with me right now or in uh, audio form, please like, please subscribe. Uh, we are super chat live on this here live show. There's a whole bunch of people up in the comments section. It's good to have every single one of you. Uh, good show. You guys are are piling in early now, which I really like. I love the fact that you guys pile in early and kind of start talking before the show begins. It gets me a little bit amped to know that you are amped for the show. So it's good to have you. Uh, again, super chat me if you've got a comment or a question, I will get to it. Uh, this is a recording of a podcast, so I've got a slew of notes just like I do every single week. But the Buffalo Bills remain the number one seed in the AFC East, they remain. The number one seed in the AFC. This is wildest dreams land, and despite despite one old curmudgeon of a Buffalo Bills beat reporter, sports reporter, who let's just be honest, when I see tweets of how people like this guy, he he asks Josh Allen the question, or he basically just he asks him a rhetorical question that was if if I get this right, and if I'm paraphrasing, I'm sorry. Right now. This offense is not a Super Bowl offense, Super Bowl winning offense, or something like that. To which big baller Josh Allen (laughs) simply replies, okay. Oh my gosh! What a moment! As he's trying, I don't know what even the point of this. This this isn't a Super Bowl off. The NFL of all things is about as week to week as it comes. There's there's one extremely consistent team in the NFL right now. They did have a hiccup a week or two ago. That is the Philadelphia Eagles. Outside of that team, this league is about as week to week as anything in the world is. For somebody to to literally come out and be like, this isn't an, an a, this isn't a Super Bowl winning offense, is it? or or whatever, or just makes a statement to the quarterback of the team, Josh Allen. Okay, next. It's <laughs> just amazing. But it is Wildest Dreams Land, and I have the T-shirt. As you can see, if you're watching me live right now, I've got the Wildest Dreams Land T-shirt available only exclusively at buffonweck.com Stick around for the show. Uh, I've got a little bit of a giveaway that I'm going to uh, present and offer all of you. But uh, it's good to have you and whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work or watching me live right now. Let me just say one more time. Welcome. It is, as I said, amazingly awesome to have you. Super thankful to the the sponsors of the show, the Market Dominator team, as well as Western New York Beer Trail. Let's hear from the Market Dominator himself right now.
1: Hello, Buffalo Football family. I am the market dominator, John Spascheck. and I am also the proud sponsor of the Overreaction podcast hosted by my good friend Joe Miller. And one of the reasons why I like partnering with Joe is because of his excellence. We take the same approach in real estate. And folks, if you're out there trying to compete in this super competitive market, You're going to need somebody to represent you using the most cutting edge technologies and tools and the artificial intelligence that is available to us to help you win. So just as our beloved football team is out there competing and winning week in and week out, we want to do the same for you. So reach out to us directly, 716-570-3298. We will answer. Go Bills.
0: Go Bills, that is John Spascheck, the market dominator and the market dominator team. And here's the thing, if you're looking to buy or sell a house, at the end of the day, no matter what you're doing, buying or selling, you want to win. You want to get the best price if you're buying, the lowest price. You want to get the best price, the highest price if you're selling. Do yourself a favor if you're looking to buy or sell. Give John and his team a call, 716-570-3298. So good to have you. As I said, the 7-5 and five New Jersey Jets with Mike White at quarterback coming to Orchard Park to face... The 9-3 and Buffalo Bills, the surging first place, wildest dreams land, Buffalo Bills. You know, and the Jets, the Jets coming into this game were in a must-win situation just to keep pace, uh, you know, with the Bills, you know, with the Dolphins, with with what's going on in the AFC in general. There's a couple teams out there that are really in the lead when you think of the Bills, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, and the Bengals, uh, and the Ravens who are, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't even know what to make of the Ravens at this point, just simply due to the fact that I don't even put them in my kind of like as who I'm watching, right? So in the Mafia Monday segment that'll drop tomorrow, uh, I'm not even talking. I'm not even going to talk about the Ravens. I'm going to talk about the other four teams and the rest of the AFC East. But the Ravens are kind of weird. But the Jets, the Jets are in a must must win situation to keep pace, right? Came out of the gate hot. I've been doing some interesting things, benching their quarterback. Got a phenomenal defense, phenomenal football team as far as that goes. They've got weapons on the field. Uh, They've got, you know, weapons on defense at every level. Quentin Williams, or Quentin Williams, rather. They've got, you know, Sauce Gardner, and they've got uh, C.J. Mosley, who, for the most part, all three of them made plays in this football game. You know, but the Buffalo Bills were also in a must-win situation or are in a must-win situation uh, to continue their run for the number one seed in the AFC. You know, it's 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 probably highly likely is that about as, as loosely as I can say that probably highly likely that they're going to win the AFC East again for the third year in a, in a row. The AFC number one seed, on the other hand, is very much still at play and up for grabs. Right. Uh, and we'll talk about that probably just a little bit. They have not won the a, the number one seed in the AFC since 1993. So the Bills are clearly in a must-win situation to stay ahead of the teams that are behind them. The Chiefs, a half game behind them. Uh, The Dolphins, one game behind them. The surging uh, Cincinnati Bengals, you know, and this game, the weather was, we'll just call it less than ideal. Cold, wet. There's people in the chat right now, like Buffalo Freddy, who are at this football game. I did not make it to the game. Uh, gave my tickets to a uh, a friend of mine who was had the opportunity to take her son who's home from college and they had themselves a wonderful time and I enjoyed the game from the warmth of my couch that's where I sat uh, but in the last meeting the Bills lost to the Jets twenty to seventeen just a couple of weeks ago in New Jersey a game that had effectively you know two good plays by the Buffalo bills. Yeah. They scored 17 points, but there was really only about two good plays. If I go back to the John Fina show off tackle with John Fina, after that game, when we got to the good, like what was good, it was two good plays. It was the Stefan Diggs long pass. That was on the first drive and then one of the touchdowns. And that was basically it, you know, with the Buffalo bills looking to reverse kind of what they did in the last game, you know, in this game against, as we said, a very good jets defense, and an upstart quarterback starting over a second-year QB who was also a first-round draft pick in Zach Wilson. And I know that you guys, for the most part, know this information. I'm just setting the stage. So bear with me. Uh, in the last game, there was no, no no Matt Milano, no Jordan Poyer, and it mattered. Those two, their, their, their presences not being there was felt, especially Poyer. And the question you had, we were asking ourselves going into this game was would their presence make a difference in this game? And it definitely would, especially Matt Milano, who is, you know, I don't even know that you can argue it, but he's playing at a defensive player of the year uh, level. He's playing at, you know, obviously an all pro level. He's all over the football field. He's not in a contract year. So this is just Matt being Matt, which is even better, right, for all of us, for the Buffalo Bills, for us as fans. If you don't have a 58 jersey, you should probably run out and get one. Matt Milano, another member of the Wildest Dreamsland team, right? I wish I had a billion dollars and I could, like, sign people up to, like, sponsor them to be part of the Wildest Dreamsland team. (laughs) I just thought that right now. If anybody wants to give me some money so that I can, like, create this whole Wildest Dreamsland thing and, like, sign up players to be part of the Wildest Dreamsland team, that'd be great. Uh, That's an aside. Never mind. Brain's always trying to always work. And the entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well in Joe Miller. Uh, Sorry about that. You know, but you half expected this game because of the defenses, because of the weather, because of the familiarity being divisional opponents. You half expected it to be a low-scoring game. I don't remember what the underline was, but it was low. Uh, I, uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, and I can't remember. And it came in, this game, if I'm not mistaken, came in under the low. At one point in time, I saw ZBot tweet. And I think it was during the second quarter that the the new low line had moved to 23 points. And at that point, if you remember, it was 0-0. to And neither offense could do anything. They had punted like 10 times. Something like that. It was crazy. Not to mention the Bills have struggled offensively this year. Especially against good rush teams. And the Jets are a good rush team. They're good at every level. But they're a well-coached team, too. You know, before I say that's why we play the games... This is a team on the rise. Whether it's Mike White or Zach Wilson can find himself as they're they've shut him down and 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 they're trying to rebuild him, I guess is the easiest way to say it. Oh, we we we've shut him down and we've moved him back back to the scout team and he's playing against our defense and we're trying to get him you heard Tony Romo talk about it on the broadcast. We're trying to get him to the point where he's you know, seeing the little things and doing the little things right again and executing the the small, fine points of the position and what we're trying to get out of him. If Zach Wilson can be any semblance of a better Mike White, which he should be, right? He's got far more arm talent than Mike White. He should be far more, I'm going to say, football intelligent than Mike White. You, you would have to expect or you would think that Zach Wilson would be the better quarterback if he can begin to put it all together. And if that happens, the Jets are with, – with those with those draft picks that they got this year, Sauce Gardner, right, Wilson, uh, I can't remember who the other one was. And then you look at Quinn and Williams and you look at a- C.J. Mosley, they are they are freaking stacked. If Mekhi be- Becton can ever get on the football field, this is a dangerous team next year. This is a dangerous – team. None of that was in my notes. So that was a freebie. I finished with the Bills have struggled offensively this year. They're playing the number six defense, upstart defense on a team that's hungry. But again, that's why we play the games. They're not awarding championship trophies and championship rings yet. A couple more weeks. And to be expected, the Buffalo Bills started out in this game slow, a little bit sluggish, out of rhythm. Or I should say uh, Coach McDermott said it in uh, his first quarter, post-first quarter interview. uh, The sideline reporter for CBS asked him what's going on, and he's like, we're just not in a rhythm. And it was obvious. Josh Allen looked to be a little bit off on his throws. The one ball he got accused of sailing by Tony Romo, I think he was throwing it away. A lot of drops in this game again. Bills first 3 possessions, 3 punts, the Jets first 3 possessions, 3 punts. Hey, by the way, the Bills first 5 possessions, 5 punts. The Jets first 5 possessions, 5 punts. However, what was important to me and kind of going through those first 3 possessions and those first 3 punts, what I put in my notes was, you know, the Bills were seemingly seemingly losing the battle of field position with every punt. And that was that was the concern for me, right? But man, this defense. Wow. Wow, this defense. This defense was just in fuego in this football game. They were, they were, they were, they were, the rush was getting home. Uh, they were it was just in, incredible just to kind of see the way that they were blitzing, the way that they were getting to the quarterback, the way that they were pressuring, um, you want to say, and I guess I'll get there in a little bit, if, if one player had been different in this game, there was one name that was in on just about every play and it wasn't it wasn't good, <laughs> it wasn't for good reasons. If that player had made, had not been picked on so much or had, had been able to make more plays in the positive bucket for the Bills, that Bills defense was smothering in that football game early, early, through most of the game, but early on. The reason the Bills were in that game with the offensive woes that they were beginning to have was because the defense was playing so stout, strong. It was great. You had, you got, as a Bills fan, coming to the end of the season, knowing the teams that were going to be playing, and again, I know that it's the Jets, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Stick around for the story of the game. Don't leave me early. Stick around for the story of this game, and we'll get there. You got to like what you're seeing from this Buffalo Bills defense right now. Pressure. Execution. Tre'Davious White, twenty-seven, running around on the football field. There's not many better things than twenty-seven running around on that football field, right? You had that. We were asking questions, and not only us, Bills Mafia, but the the national media. Everybody's asking questions. How is this defense going to attack? Right with with, with Vaughn Miller out for the season. And it seems like what we're going to glean, or what, what from what we've seen recently, is they're choosing to blitz a little more than they probably normally do, or are used to. And at the end of the day, you couple that with the fact that the, the, the guys up front, the front four that they're rotating, that they're playing well—it's the last couple games have been incredibly effective, and something I'm excited to see for the rest of the season. The offense, to me, will fix itself. I I wholeheartedly believe I'm not worried about the offense. To me, the offense will fix itself. We'll get to that again when I get to the story of this football game. But even with the offensive struggles that we had early in this game, you felt like the Bills were kind of, you felt like they were close to putting it together, right? They didn't, the offensive kind of sluggishness that the Bills had early wasn't the same as the offensive sluggishness that the Jets had. Right. The Jets were finding success primarily in third and longs, where the Bills were kind of giving up a little bit, not giving up, but giving up plays. The Bills were doing stuff and they were just barely missing, or they were hurting themselves with penalties. Right. You just felt like they were gonna put it together at some point. And then Josh Allen like runs out there like a maniac. Hurt I didn't even see it. So I'm I'm on my couch. And the way that the, the play was going for me and for you, if you're watching it on TV, right to left when he jumped i didn't even notice that he hurdled somebody i saw him jump i thought it was like the patriots game where he kind of got carried in the air and then flipped over and then on the replay when he's running back like running towards the camera it's like oh he hurdled a guy again (laughs) the man is a mania the man's a menace the man is i don't caddyshack reference sorry for those of you that are younger (laughs) younger watching or listening to the show uh there's a scene where he's talking about rodney danger feelings like the man's a menace josh allen is a menace He's an absolute menace. Like, what what in the world is he doing hurtling a guy again? And he was asked at the end of the game in his his post-game interview, and he just said, basically, I felt like we needed a spark. We just needed a spark. Now, the spark didn't really do anything except get the fans super, super happy and excited. The Bills didn't really find success until the final two minutes of the first half but man what i mean it's this 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 kid and his feel for the game and his understanding it's funny too because you see defenses are beginning to figure out ways to close the lanes on him right he's not having as much success as he's had the first several years of his career getting away from guys where there's just giant pockets of open field so there's a way that teams are spying him now that somebody has figured out and it seems like it's happened this year at some point where he doesn't have 20 yard rips or 25 yard rips now they're you know if he gets away it's seven yards or six yards which is still incredible and it's fun to watch the defense get defeated when he does it or when he jumps over your player (laughs) flips him in the you flip him in the air and he still gets the first down but the bills just needed a spark i do want to say this so sidebar sam martin appreciation post right Every single member of Bill's Mafia needs to get on Twitter and just be like, thank you, Sam Martin, for being awesome. I know that he had a punt blocked, but that wasn't his fault. But that dude put in some work today in this football game. Sam Martin appreciation post. Shout out Sam Martin. I should have made him one of my dudes. His leg is going to be sore tomorrow, probably, right? (laughs) Probably not. But you know what I'm saying. Quinn Williams goes down in this game early, holding his knee, uh, or at least what I thought was his knee in a non-contact play. I felt bad because he was on the ground. I didn't see necessarily the play. I didn't see him go down. And I saw him on the ground. And I was like, is that Quentin Williams? Like, good. And the expectation is, is you know, he only twisted an ankle, you know, something like that. And then he was, then you saw the replay. He wasn't touching anybody. And he like falls on the ground himself and grabs his knee. And you're like, oh, I didn't mean that. Like, I don't want the dude, I don't want him to like blow an ACL. Like, let's not have that happen. Turns out it's a calf injury, and, you know, hopes and prayers are that uh, Quinnen's going to be okay. What a phenomenal football player. Such a good player. Not dirty, totally clean, Uh, just a good guy. Not Henry Anderson, who I'm fighting with Jets fans uh, on Twitter with right now, like they're calling Matt Milano a dirty player and how he attempted to injure Mike White by textbook tackling Mike White between the shoulders and the waist with his shoulder as the ball was coming out. That was an attempt to injure. It's like, no, bro, that is literally how you tackle somebody verbatim to the rules in the NFL. One guy called it spearing because in wrestling, if you use your shoulder, it's spearing. And I was like, well, in the NFL and in football, it's when you use your helmet. And he didn't use his helmet. So um, you got to like Quinton Williams and uh, you got to hope for the best for him. I know he's on uh, one of our division rivals, but regardless, right, we can wish we can wish health on these guys. So, yeah. As I said, 10 punts in the first half, both teams struggling on offense. You know, I, I I took screenshots of effectively the, uh, the, the, the end of the first quarter (laughs) was not pretty bro. And I took, I took, uh, screenshots at the end of the first half as well. So at the end of the first quarter, the jets, Mike white was five of 10 woof, right? 40 yards. The, the running back night, 27, was five carries for 16 yards. Corey Davis had one for 15. Garrett Wilson, one for 10. Josh Allen, at the end of the first quarter, three for eight. Not great, Bob. 16, 16 yards. Jeez. Devin Singletary was two of 16. Isaiah McKenzie, one of seven. Josh Allen was two of four. Total team stats at the end of the first quarter. 47 total yards for the Jets, 29 for the Bills. Was not a great day for the O's. Or I should say, it was not a great half for the O's. Because clearly the the game is going to change. We're going to get into that information shortly. Passing yards for the Jets at the end of the first quarter, 31 for the Bills, (laughs) 5. Woof. Rushing yards, 16 to 24. Yards per play, 2.9 and 1.9. First downs, 3 to 2. Third down efficiency two for five, one to four for the Bills. Total plays sixteen and fifteen. Time of possession is not on here. Oh, maybe this Maybe it's at the bottom. Maybe in a second. Time of possession eight forty six six fourteen at the end of the first half. Mike White was nine of fourteen for eighty six yards. Knight was nine, uh, nine carries for thirty one yards. And then Josh Allen at the end of the first half was nine of fifteen for seventy yards. So they both had around fifteen attempts. Josh Allen was nine of 15 uh, for 70 with a touchdown. Allen was leading the team in rushing five of 36, which he probably did by the end of the game as well. I haven't looked yet. I haven't pulled up, but I haven't looked. Dustin Knox was the leading receiver, four for 41, McKenzie three for 21. At the end of the first half, again, this was after uh, five punts by both teams and then the bills driving down inside of two minutes to score that touchdown at the, at the end of the half, uh, 95 total yards for the, for the Jets, 117 for the Bills, 66 passing yards, 53 for the Bills, 29 rushing yards for the Jets, 64 for the Bills, yards per play, 3.3 to 3.9, six first downs to the Bills, eight. Just It just was not a great, necessarily, like, awesome first half of statistics up until that two-minute drive. And there's something to be said for who the Bills are and what the Bills can do inside of two minutes at the end of a half, at the end of a game. The Buffalo Bills can score almost at will when it's needed or when they want to. It's really a staggering, and I don't have the numbers, I don't have the statistics, the statistics rather, but it's, 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 it's a staggering just rate at which they can literally just go straight down the field and do whatever they want to do. And I don't know if it's the way the defense changes and wants to play them. But whatever the defenses defenses are doing that change, they're clearly doing it wrong. It just it isn't it's just it's just incredible to see this team at will go down the field and score. It's wild. That two minute drive was something to be, I mean, we've seen it a lot. This season, and it was obviously aided by the CJ Mosley penalty, which you know he was doing his best. Bobby Boucher, I loved the fact that uh Tony Romo jumped in there and uh, got the Bobby Boucher line in there, but uh, you know, aided by uh CJ Mosley jumping over the defensive line as Dawson Knox, you know, Allen was doing the whole you know, if you ever saw the longest yard with uh, with Adam Sandler, what, both those movies are Adam Sandler movies, you know, he's you know, the whole what's going on, they don't know that like Allen's waving his arms in the air and then Dawson runs under center and then CJ Mosley's like they're going to snap the ball and he freaks out and jumps over the line and tackles Dawson Knox before the snap of the ball. I mean it was you know they 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 put that scene in the movie Waterboy because it's a ridiculous scene. I don't know that I've ever seen it in the NFL until this game, until today. And Dawson Knox comes up laughing and smiling and CJ Mosley was actually laughing and smiling as well. But with the aid of that penalty, with the aid of that play, the Bills go down and they complete the drive and they score. It was funny, too, because as they're driving down to score that touchdown, right, they get into field goal range, and I get this overwhelming sensation that it's like, man, I I, think that three points could win this game, <laughs> Keep in mind, both teams had punted five times, and the defenses were playing incredibly well. Neither offense could find themselves. They're driving down the Bills, get in the field goal range, and I'm like, I think three points, and I don't mean three to nothing, but I mean like 6-3, right, nine, six, seven, ten. Like 7 I'm, I'm like, three points. I think three points. I think we could win this game. I think if we can get three, I think we're safe. I think this game might be out of reach. That three points might be all the Bills need to, to put this game out of reach. It's funny because, like, we go through bouts where we play teams and we watch the Bills play football games, and you're sitting there in the third quarter with a three-possession lead. The Bills are up by 17 points, and you're like, it's not enough. (laughs) It's not enough. (laughs) Like, score another touchdown, please, God. Let them score another touchdown. And other times, like today, I think three is good. If we get three points here, this game's over in the first half. Like, we're good. (laughs) Luckily, the Bills – scored a touchdown because the the Bills and the Jets begin to find themselves a little bit you know the Jets obviously were struggling that rush was destroying the Jets quarterbacks in this football game but uh the the Jets made a game of it late um which you know generally speaking that's t- that tends to be what happens you know that the Habs as they flip right you know the defense the Bills defense let them you know lets the Jets walk straight pretty much down the field and score a touchdown. And it's instantly seven to seven. And you're like, Oh, all right. You know, the, the, the number tw- was it 27, the running back night for the jets, you know, r- rips off that was it eight yards, 11 yards, whatever that touchdown run was. And he's basically just leaving bills players in his wake, people diving in his feet and can't tackle him. And then instantly it's like, Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the three points isn't enough. And I've immediately flip-flopped like a politician before election day. I completely flip-flopped on my emotions as it pertains to how many points we're going to need to win this football game. It was it was an it was an entertaining game. There was never really a moment That's not true. There was a moment late when they kicked the field goal that I felt like the Bills were the win was at risk. Like the win the win was there was a concern. Not that the Jets could win because they could only go down and tie and that with a two-point conversion. So I was settled most of the game. I just didn't want to see the Bills there was a little bit of a scare, I guess is how I would say it, right? It was a bit of a scare, nothing major. Um, but the Bills did a very good job. That defense played so good. You know, and in, in the second half, the the offense is, you know, we talked about it. The offense begins to find itself and it builds, it starts to build on what it did at the end of the first quarter, or the first half rather, end of the second quarter. Bills take after the Jets score, the Bills take a 14 7 lead on a Josh Allen run, uh into the into the inside the red zone. You know, and then and that was the moment shortly after that. I think the next drive that uh, Mike White was blasted by Milano when he leaves the game. It was, I mean, he almost, it, it looked like he almost got cut in half. It was crazy. And then the dude comes back in the game and keeps getting it. I mean, it was, there was a moment I'm on the couch with McKenna and I'm just like, like I'm wincing for him. The, but normally when the ball goes, right, you watch the ball and I'm just watching the rush get, get to Mike White. And every time he hits the ground, he comes up wincing. And at this point in time, I haven't heard the latest report, but the last report I heard was that Mike White left the stadium post game in an ambulance headed for the hospital. All we can do at this point is hope that he's okay. You know, we've we've seen situations like Drew Bledsoe, who was just on the John Fina show last week, ruptured spleen type, weird, lacerated kidney. We uh, Chris Sims, right? Didn't Chris Sims have a lacerated kidney or something like? Just strange, wild. Wild injuries from from violent hits like that. So you know, again, another situation where hopes and prayers kind of go out to Mike White. I haven't heard if it's if somebody has heard how he's doing. If you want to throw it in the chat, that'd be great. But the the Jets lost in this game. Corey Davis early to a concussion. Quentin Williams to that calf injury. And Mike White. Mike White was not the same after that big hit by by Matt Milano. Was not the same. And it, it ultimately, that defense, you know, it ultimately brought the Bills a win, right? It did what it was supposed to do. Got a super chat from Pam. Pam, you know I love you. You know I appreciate you. Appreciate you being a part of the show. Appreciate you uh, being a friend of mine. Appreciate you uh, interacting with me on Twitter. Pam with the super chat says, what do you think or what did you think about the post game with Josh? And the reporter who said to him, the offense doesn't look like a Super Bowl offense, Josh's reply was gold. So I already addressed this, but that's fine. Because you super chatted, I'll go through it again. So it was, I don't want to say his name. He's an old, I put it in the chat if you back up. Um, I don't want to say it. So if you're in the chat, tell Pam, Pamela, sorry. Tell, I know that, I, I apologize that I called you Pam. It's Pamela. Um, but if you go back in the chat or if somebody wants to put in the chat, I said who it was earlier. Um, but uh, I thought it was ridiculous, is the easiest way to say it. What did I feel about it? It wasn't even a question, it wasn't even a you know, are you concerned that right now, you know, this offense may not be executing in the way that the Super Bowl offense possibly should or could. Um, you know, it wasn't, uh, it, it was a statement. He was the reporter who's older than dirt from Boston, has never been a Bills fan, hates the Bills, is a Patriots fan, has gone on local Patriots radio stations and called Bills players frauds, not recently, but in the past, has called Bills players frauds. The man is not a lover of anything Buffalo. He was making a statement to the quarterback who is arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. He was telling, I'm going to make a statement to you, Josh Allen, that your offense is not a Super Bowl offense. And Josh was just like, okay. (laughs) Okay, do you think so? I would have loved to see more dialogue. I didn't realize we just played in the Super Bowl. I didn't realize the Super Bowl was next week. But at the end of the day, Josh Allen, my God, Mike Williams just made the most ridiculous catch on Sunday night football. Squirrel, I'm ADD. Mike Williams just made the most ridiculous catch on Sunday night football. Holy cow. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, good Lord. <laughs> I would have loved to see more dialogue there, but there wasn't at the end of the day, I called him big baller, Josh. It was great. It was freaking fan. The, the, the whole interaction was short and stupid, but Josh won, Josh won. Getting back to this football game, you know, for Mike white between the last four seasons, you know, four picks, <laughs> In the game last year, uh, and then effectively what happened in this game. You know the Buffalo Bills are Mike White's worst nightmare. The Buffalo Bills for Mike White are the creature under the bed, the the sea mos- the sea monster under your feet when you're swimming in the ocean and you can't touch the sand. <clears throat> he's the he's the dark mystery, or the Bills the dark mysterious figure chasing him down the street in the dark, right? <clears throat> but at the end of the day, this was a gutty super duper gutty performance by Mike White. You've got to give that kid props for gutting it out. He may have hurt his team. He gutted it out so much. But the Bills seemingly in control at that point, third quarter, fourth quarter, right? <clears throat> Up 13-20 to 7. You know and then the Jets blocked that punt. That's just that's just annoyance. It doesn't help, you know. Tony Romo, they blocked the punt, and they get the nine and Tony's, Tony Romo's like we got a game. We got a game, and it's like, actually, it didn't really help them at all. It's still a two-possession game. They need a field goal, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion, Tony. Settle down. They don't need two touchdowns. They need a field goal. Effectively, if you think about it, a two-point conversion, it kind of is another touchdown, but regardless, it was just annoying. And then the Jets get down there, right? So you get to this thing, and, like, the Jets are pressing. And before their last field goal, it was fourth and one inside the 10. And they kicked the field goal there. And I felt a lot like Tony did, that they should have gone for it. They should have gone for the touchdown or at least the first down right there. You've got the hard one in the bag almost. Like, go for it. Why kick a field goal? But they kicked the field goal. And then at 118, the Jets kick off to the Bills. They squib it, kind of, sort of. The Jets have three timeouts. The Bills have the ball. They start to the drive. They start the whatever with 113 left, and the Bills' the Bills running game in this game was just garbage. It just wasn't great. And it's, it's weird because there was opportunity there. There was a couple good runs by Singletary. They were running Singletary up the middle, so they're giving the ball to Singletary to run in, in between the tackles of the wide nine, which Tony talked about a lot in this game. And every time they give the ball to James Cook, they run him outside into the defensive end. It made zero sense to me. Again, I'm not a coach. I don't know a lot about football. I know enough to be dangerous. I know enough to be wrong. Is kind of the way that I normally say it. But at the end of the day, it just the run game. It, they needed that first down. They needed better play calls. They needed better execution. In this whole game, they just didn't execute the run well. They were situationally bad. They ran it on, I think, second and 10 or second 12 one or, once or twice. That isn't fooling anybody when it, it, They're just like their own worst enemy sometimes when it comes to running the ball. So the Bills end up having to punt it back to the Jets. And the Jets, with like 49 seconds left, have it and they go 0 for 4, right? So they throw four incomplete passes. And I think Mike White gets hit a couple more times. Game's over. Buffalo Bills win. The Buffalo Bills win the football game. They move to 10 and 3. You know, in the end, when you think about it, the Bills found enough. And this goes back to what I said. Like, if this defense, if this defense can continue on this pace, on this tear, finding itself, finding a rush. Trade can continue to settle in if we can get number 30 to play better or replace him with the first round draft pick that is Kair Elam or the former All-Pro that is Xavier Rhodes, I don't for the life of me understand, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. But this offense, if they can find themselves like they did in this game, they went touchdown, touchdown, field goal, field goal. At the end of the day, it was enough. It wasn't easy. It was not easy, but it was enough, and you've got to like what you saw from this football team. And what's funny, too, is like on Twitter, I don't know if how many of you are on Twitter. I don't know what they're doing on Facebook, but Bill's Mafia is kind of going at each other. Strange. It's a hard. This is a hard-fought win in not, in a not great weather game against a great defense and an upstart offense. A team that's going to be good next year. You run away and celebrate that win. Like let's let's have more of that, please. Let's get more of that defense. Let's just be a little better on offense. Maybe build a dome. <laughs> that's a joke. I'm not build a dome anytime soon. They're not going to build a dome because they're stupid. If anything, oh my gosh, I'm going to rabbit trail and I'm going to rant. If you've ever been to Foxboro, what the Buffalo Bills and New York State should do is build the Patriot Place complex with a mall, restaurants, there's a hospital there, the stadium, crazy stuff. Like, you build a complex around that... Sorry. Oh, but Joe, it's Buffalo, it snows here. It snows and gets cold in Foxboro, too. People will still... Anyways, game wasn't easy, but it's a dub, big dubs, big dubs. Game stats real quick. I'm going to give you the last set of game stats. The Jets in this game, Mike White finished the game 22 of 44 for 268. Where were my numbers at? Ah, they're coming up. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Zonovan Knight, 17 for 71 yards. Rushing Garrett Wilson was 6 for 78. Uh, Josh Allen was 16 to 27 for 147 and a touchdown. Ran the ball 10 times for 47 yards. Devin Singletary was 8 for 39. Just not great. Dawson Knox, (laughs) I gave you the halftime stats. (laughs) Dawson Knox still led the team 4 for 41. Yikes, bro. Team stats, total yards. uh, The Jets had 309. The Bills had 232. Field position. Field possession game. Like, it was literally field position, not field possession. It was a game of field possession. Field position. Good good Lord, my brain is not working. Passing yards for the Jets, 233. The Bills, 130. Rushing yards, 76 for the Jets. Bills, 102. First downs, 19-14. to Uh, You know, what obviously hurt the Jets as well was the two fumbles. The Bills did not have any turnovers in this football game. Time of possession, Jets 34-25, Bills 25-25. So that is that. Let's do this. Uh, actually, real quick, I do have one final thought before I get to the Western New York Beer Trail read. And my last final thought is this about the game, and then I'll do the read, and then I'll get to the story of the game. This The story of the game is what you want to stick around for. Final thought. In my opinion, and this is good, this is a good final thought, this was the first game this season where the Bills hurt themselves and survived it. Does that make sense? I know there weren't any turnovers, but the Bills made a lot of bad penalties, made a lot of mistakes, had some execution issues and execution errors, some blocking, missed blocking assignments. This was the first game where the Bills hurt themselves and survived it, which to me possibly makes it seem like the Bills have taken yet another step in their growth which is good super super good western new york beer trail it's on your screen right now and this is the actual book the coupon book and uh not that you can see a whole lot from it but uh it's got that's this is did i open it to the ellicottville brewery i literally opened the page to the ellicottville brewery which all of you guys i know everybody here and first line is on the other side which is where the reed ferguson event was western new york beer trail The brand-new 2023 Trail Pass from Western New York Beer Trail is now available. The 2023 Pass is bigger and better than ever. Uh, And there's no better time to get ready for next next year rather than right here, right now. The new Pass features 53 area breweries, cideries, meaderies, and beer bars all over Western New York. While almost every stop still offers the two half-priced beers. Think about that right there. Every stop. There's 53 in there and at every stop you get two half price beers with your pass or several other offers available from select locations, such as discounts on flights, food and merchandise. You can save over $400 with all the offers in this book. This is a book that literally if you like beer pays for itself about 10 times over the 2023 trail pass and beer trail items are available on our website www.wnybeertrail.com just click on the shop tab and now through november or actually and right now this code that's right below me right here the voice 15 uh will save you 15 off your entire order this is what i'm going to do going uh the next 10 people 10 people so the next 10 people that order this right so do the voice 15 an order from a beer trail pass from Western New York Beer Trail. The the first, not next, the first 10 people that DM me the receipt that you bought, right? Beer Trail and used my code. Beer Trail, used my code. So the next 10 people, I'm going to send you this t-shirt. So if you go out and you buy at www.wnybeertrail.com, and you buy the the trail pass and you use the code, the voice 15, and then you DM me on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. I'm going to send you a wildest dreams land t-shirt in your choice of either blue or red. So that is the new promo that I'm going to work with you guys because Tom at at Western New York Beer Trail has supported me and I want him to succeed and I want to support him. And I know there's a whole lot of you guys out there that love beer. We at Western New York Beer Trail are proud to support everything local. That's me. Uh, Craft beer, small business, and local charities. Watch for our meetups and fundraisers along the way. Western New York Beer Trail, drink local, support local. We'll see you on the trail. So that is the deal that I have for you. Go to westernnewyorkbeertrail.com buy the trail pass use my code dm it to me a screenshot of it and i will send you a wildest dreams Land t-shirt for free my cost in the mail story of this football game story and then i'm going to read you some tweets and then we're going to get up on out of here oh i got the dude awards and then we're going to get up on out of here the story of this game for me if you haven't Clued in, on, clued in on it already was the defense. The defense was, to me, the, the what kept the Bills in this game. You know, without the defense playing the way that they did, the Bills don't win this football game. Uh, the Jets have been good. We don't want to believe it because we're the Bills. And we have Josh Allen, and they're the Jets, and they've got Mike White. And after what we saw the Bills do to Mike White last year. We don't want to believe it. We don't want to believe that the Jets have been good with Mike White, but they have. The Jets' offense... This offense that the Bills played against today, the defense played against, put up 486 yards against the Vikings last week. Mike White threw for 366 in a losing effort. The week before that, the offense put up 466 yards. 486 last week, 466 the week before, and Mike White again threw for 300-plus yards. This was a very or is a very good kind of up-and-coming offense that has been good that the Bills' defense played today and basically shut them down. It was great. Situational blitzing has been great by Leslie Frazier. Uh, the, the guys in the front four are getting home. So even if they're getting there just after the pass is coming out, they're affecting the quarterback. They're affecting the spot. They're affecting uh his timing, how fast he's wanting to get the ball out. You know, you look at Greg Rousseau, he's stepping up and kind of coming into his own. At Oliver is just every single game adding zeros to the end of his like next contract. Daquan Jones, Tim Settle have been a wonderful addition. AJ Epinessa is coming in on cleanup duty. The mixes as far as on the blitz, the mixes from Milano, Edmonds, Hamlin, Poyer. You've you've just got to really start believing that this is becoming an attacking defense, which is a slight change. From what they have been, which is effectively rush for the front four. We're going to drop our seven, you know, our back seven in coverage, and we're going to wait for you to make a mistake. This is kind of becoming an attacking defense, which is fun to watch. That's fun defense, and it's working. Um, You know, the reality is, is the way that you win games in the NFL is you score more points than the other team's offense. And that starts with your defense. Got another super chat from Carl. Carl, thank you for being a part of the show. Player of the game, Groot, Shaq, AJ, Matt or DeQuan, player of the game is going to be Matt Milano for me, which Carl is a wonderful segue (laughs) into the dude awards. So my dude awards, for those of you that are new to the show, some people do arrow up, arrow down That's Sal. Some people do thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, Some people do player of the game, just different stuff like that. And uh, I do the dude awards is effectively how I take care of my, Uh, I'm trying to think of like how I do my, like who played well, who played bad. So dude awards for me. So if they played well, it's like, dude, good job, dude, you the man. If they played bad, it's dude, bro. We got to talk dude. Not good. Didn't, didn't go well at all. So my first dude award, good dude award is absolutely 100% going to be Matt Milano. So Matt Milano had himself a game. And it's funny because I've got about five of these guys and you named just about all of them. But, you know, my first one's going to be Matt Milano. My second one is going to be Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver had himself a game, you know, and then from here, there's so many guys that I could put into this kind of dude award category. Uh, When you think about just, you know, Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds, you know, A.J. Epinesa on the the cleanup duty, Uh, you know, uh, DeMar Hamlin had the punch out. The defense just played so well daquan jones had a couple great tackles tim settle made it had an effect in this game greg rousseau had an effect in this game maybe we just give the the whole entire dude award to the bill's defense like bill's defense outside of one guy (laughs) the bill's defense played so good now on the other side of that the dude dude bro we gotta talk i've been getting dms and i've been getting people adding me on twitter asking me what it's going to take to get Dane Jackson off the field. And this is tough for me because I like and have liked in the past Dane Jackson. But it seems like they've got Dane Dane Jackson in a very similar role to what they put Levi Wallace in last year, which was just keep everything in front of you and make the tackle. Well, last year, last several years, Levi Wallace was very good about keeping things in front of him and making the tackle. Well, Dane Jackson is keeping things in front of him, but he's now missing tackles. Dane Jackson was in on almost every single play in this football game, and they were not for good reasons. The Buffalo Bills have Xavier Rhodes on this team, who is a healthy scratch, former All-Pro, a little bit older. They've also got a number one pick in Keir Elam. I don't even know if Keir hit the field in this football game. I know and I understand that there's a measure of loyalty. There's a measure of this guy gets it. This guy understands it. He's been on this team. We're going to give him every chance to do what he does, But at some point in time, you make a change. I just wasn't thrilled with what I saw from Dane Jackson in this game. And then the one play he did make, he jumped up and pulled the Nate Clements celebration, like started waving his arms, like, I got you. It's like, great, dude, you showed up. What's happened in the last 15 plays? Probably wasn't 15, but it felt like it. So Dane Jackson gets my first down dude award. I've only got one other down due to Ward in the comment section. You could probably think of a couple others. The the, the other one's going to be Deion Dawkins. You know, Deion Dawkins. As much as he had that massively awesome pancake block, he chucked the guy down on Ryan Bates and hurt him. <laughs> I know that that's not something you can necessarily foresee, and he didn't intentionally do it. But bad penalties, bad times, uh, and even on the one penalty that he that he got that they called him on, you know, the reality was that Spencer Brown was holding on that play too. Spencer Brown also did not have a very good football game. The tackles, I probably should have just made this the dude awards, the bad dude awards, just the two the two tackles. Spencer Brown did not play well. Deion Dawkins did not play well. It just kind of was one of those games for those guys. I expect them to bounce back. Not super, super worried about those guys at all. Um, it just, you know, you want to see better, right? I think is the way what it comes down to. You just want to see better. All right. I sent a tweet out. After this football game. That basically said, How's that win? Got you feeling, Bill's mafia. By the way, if you are not following at overreaction buff, overreaction B U F, follow me there. That is the that is the Twitter handle for this program and all of the content that I create, to include the overreaction uh Buffalo Sports stuff that I do on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yes, I do a podcast on Monday that drops Monday. Wednesday, Friday. I do one that drops on Monday that is Mafia Monday. Uh, I do one that drops on Wednesday called Wake Up Wednesday. And I, I do one on Fridays called Rapid Fire Friday, where I interview a guest. Uh, my first guest was Joe Marino. My second guest was Reed Ferguson. And then, then this past Friday, I had Isaiah Hodgins, former Buffalo Bills current New York Giants wide receiver, who scored another touchdown today in a Giants loss. But uh, if you go follow Overreaction Buff, I will follow you back. Overreaction, B-U-F. If you if you go there and you follow it on Twitter, I'll follow you back. Well, you know what? I love doing this show. And I absolutely 100% love connecting and interacting with you guys. I appreciate you more than you know, more than you'll ever know. Um, I love being a part of Bill's Mafia. And uh, if you are interested, as I said, in getting one of these Wildest Dreams Land t-shirts that I'm wearing right now, there's also an Overreaction t-shirt. Go to buffonweck.com. You can order it there Also, if you order, as I said, the Trail Pass from Western New York Beer Trail, and you uh, DM me a picture of your receipt, I will send you one of these t shirts. The first 10 people to do it will get one of these t shirts for free. But I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. The Buffalo Bills are 10 and 3. Don't be down. Be excited. 10 and 3. Not firm command of first place, but they're in command of their own destiny. And nothing would be better than the road to the Super Bowl going through Buffalo. If you tune into the Mafia Monday segment tomorrow, I'm going to also break down the AFC East as well as the AFC surgeons, insurgents, surgeons, whatever teams that the Bills are going to have to get through, which would be the Chiefs, the Bengals, right? We're going to talk about them. And I'm going to give you kind of an outlay on what the Bills got to do to win the number one seed in the AFC. But for me, for John Spaz, check the Market Dominator team for Tom at Western New York Bill, uh, Beer Trail. You have been tuned into the Overreaction at Buffalo Post Game Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Tomorrow, eight PM, the Off Deck with John Fina show. I believe we have Thurman Thomas on the show. Terminator is going to be joining me and John Fina last week. Drew Bledsoe this week. Me and Thurman Thomas. But uh, for me, for everybody at uh, Buffalo Rumblings, for the entire crew, love you appreciate you guys talk to you later big dubs go bills